on flowers, the weather, and a mother's validation. L. Monday, May 15th, 2023. The Weather Channel is a scary place to go. Seriously, I've been trying to figure out when it will be warm enough for my delicate fairy basil plants to stay outside, because I'm tired of hauling them outside for sun every day and inside for warmth every night. So I've been visiting the Weather Channel religiously because the predictions keep changing and the earliest I can put the plants out has jumped from this week to next. The channel seems to attract people by informing them of all the horrific things that are happening in the world. The website is like a horror movie. And I get it. Bad news is important. It's probably a good idea to have constant reminders of North Korea's nuclear threats. Or is it? But we need to know the good stuff, too. It's common sense. We need to hear what is working all around the world for a foundation we can build upon. <coughs> so it's not just about damage control and reinventing the wheel. Anyway, not only is there no good news anywhere... Well, for a moment, John Krasinski gave us some, but even he sold it when the price was right. But the Weather Channel is just fear-mongering at its finest. Here are the current clickbait topics. Lyme disease. Massive rock slide. Could go at any moment. Snake bite and bear scare. At the same time. None of that has anything to do with the weather, either. Well, maybe the rock slide does? But I think the Weather Channel has decided its domain is natural disasters of any kind, animal, vegetable, or mineral. Obviously, there was a whole section on hurricane preparedness, which I suppose is its domain, but still. Later that day, I opened the window. Me. I opened the window, blatantly ignoring the ne pas ouvrir, please don't open sign. I'm a rebel. It was because of the sneezing. Spontaneous sneezing, coughing, and clearing of the phlegmy throats, throats plural, from all the corners of the yoga studio, as soon as the teacher said we could lie down in silence to start the class. Silenced my ass. I weighed the options. Obey the rules, then get sick three days from now and remember that window right in front of my face that I could have opened. Interrupt the teacher to ask. I'm sure I've seen that window open before. Or just do it myself. Which I did, and nobody objected. The breeze on my face felt decidedly non-germy indeed. Everyone in the world is sick right now. I guess that's what happens every season. And I've gone down right with the rest of them every frickin' season. At least last June, last September, and last January. Outrageous. When I showed up at Marisol and Andres's barbecue, they were like, we almost canceled because of sore throats, but then decided to have a picnic anyway. I was like, don't hug me. Then I bolted when they decided to take the whole party indoors, but not before giving them the whole entire challah I baked specifically for them, and plus I'd already hung out with them like two days before, so you can't say I'm rude. Also, if I'm rude, I don't care. Mommy's going to be so proud. Saturday, May 20th, 2023. Holy shit, my mom is actually reading this blog. Like, really reading it. She says she's up to Thanksgiving. She asked me if I want to know what she thinks. Yikes. She said we could make a separate chat to talk about, just like you've done with other people. My mom knows all the things. I lowered my drawbridges to the world beyond my palace really early this weekend. It's only 3 p.m. on a Saturday. Shabbos isn't even over yet. I'm not sure why I did it. I mean, to see if there were any mommy words, of course. But I think I also missed the world. Then I realized the world involved lots of logistics, so off went my phone once more. I'm sitting on my terrace, where it is not raining, even though according to the weather channel it was supposed to be raining all day. Even when it was solidly not raining all morning, the weather channel continued to predict rain. I think sometimes the people of the weather channel don't just look outside their frickin' windows. 
It took them four hours to update their prediction, and they're still calling for rain later this afternoon. What a nail-biter. I still can't bring the basil outside until next week, and it's almost June. But the nasturtiums are hanging in there, growing sturdier and studier, sturdier, and they're just about to bloom. This red one has been slowly opening since yesterday. It's still not all the way birthed. I've been a plant witch these last few weeks. I feel like I spend all my time chasing the sun and keeping them hydrated. I've been feeling super unanchored. It's like I just cast away all this crap, and now I'm not sure what to hold on to. I'm learning to catch the waves instead of crash and burn. I'm learning to ride the wave. Friday, May 26, 2023. Wow, um, where am I again? And where did the month of May go? As of tonight, it is officially warm enough to keep the basil outside. The basil is so finicky. I have been giving it all the sun during the day, all the warmth at night, all the watering, all the attention, and its leaves are still discolored and angry. Outrageous. Mommy says this is why she just buys basil from the supermarket. My mom's first question came through a sensitive thread. What does submission mean to you? Um, Gaga? I told her that for me it's primarily about letting go. It's about the essence of mindfulness, about staying present, not trying to control what you can't control. At the same time, it requires deep awareness and understanding of your own desires and needs. To be submissive on a day-to-day basis means I make the decisions and then I act upon them. The better mistress I am of my decisions, the more the submissive part of me can relax and carry out the task. Then there's the part of me that loves by giving, by caring, by serving. I understand what you mean. What worries me, though, is that your relationship with Dee is one way. You're not experiencing her in the real world. Of course I'm not, and why would I? We're building a fair fantasy world, and she's my fairy godmother. The conversation was a lot more in-depth on both sides, and we were perhaps more articulate than I'm demonstrating here. I went through a swirl of emotions, my desire for my mother's approval, my fear of her distaste. But I had to let go of that, too. She can think what she thinks, and she'll either see what my experience is for me, or she won't. I can't control it. I have to let it go. Lynn and I have an assignment tomorrow. It's old hat for her, because like I've said before, she lives in that world. But it's a pretty big deal for me, the kind of thing that usually starts up a whole package of anxiety and panic attacks. But I'm managing it. I said yes to the job on Sunday night. I calmly began preparing for it Wednesday. I juggled some other obligations so I would have more time, and now I'm taking a brief Chavez departure from the world, and I'll turn my cell phone back on tomorrow at midday. Then, showtime. The lack of anxiety is obviously terrifying. But not even. I'm just doing my job as best as I possibly can while understanding I'm human, and I'll just have to roll with the punches. What a novel concept. Let's see, what else? Gail is back from Asia. I saw the kids twice while she was gone. Once I popped in unannounced and chatted the evening away with Riley. The next time, they both came over for Shabbos. Hi, said Felix. Can I come in? He had arrived all by himself on his bicycle. Growing up indeed. I dressed up, he said proudly, indicating his button-down shirt. Oh, you did, I said. What for? Because it's Shabbos, he said. I could melt. Gail and I wanted to go on a double balcony bonanza together and buy flowers for both of our terraces. There were no kamunotos available for the weekend, though, so I think I'm just going to do it on my own. The nasturtiums are blooming. Matt is going to come over to put the AC in. Summer is coming. We celebrated Marisol's birthday this week with brunch in the plateau. Me, Valérie, Marisol, and Lynn. 
Then I had a massage. Then I had a consulting session with Estrella, who has insisted on doubling my consulting fee. She is the best colleague friend ever. My day felt like a calm ocean I could swim through lazily, even while I was at my desk. I moved from one task to the next without questioning every little last little thing. I made the decisions, and then I carried them out. Yin, yang, mistress, submissive. The problem is I've scared my mother with gruesome images of sadistic lovers. I mean, I didn't send them to her, of course, but I'm sure that's what she pulled up when she probably Googled BDSM. The truth is, mommy is my happiness dom. She helps me make my life better, full stop. So yes, I wrote, she's my fairy godmother, and I'm not hers. But neither of us wants her to me to be her fairy godmother, and even if we did, we wouldn't have the time. I hope one day it will make sense to my mom. I know she was witnessing the train wreck that was Gavin, and the worst part is that's when I first introduced her to the concept of BDSM. But that wasn't BDSM. It was an abuser masquerading as a dom. He helped wake up that piece of me that got turned on by doing the dishes as a task for my lover, the part of me that enjoyed the cool thrill of a scene, the part of me that lived to please. As my dom, he was supposed to cherish me, nurture me, and allow that adventurous spirit to grow. He was supposed to be my partner in naughtiness. Instead, he hurt me. Gaga. Mommy hasn't been my dom since the day we realized what had happened, how my consent had been manipulated, how my vulnerability had been abused. Waking up from an abusive relationship is kind of like opening your eyes to discover yourself up to your eyeballs in tar. You have to get rid of the tar. The foundation of your life experience has been shaken. You have been gaslit to not believe your own reality. So we stopped, then and there. From that day forward, Mommy did not even put her arm around my shoulders unless I asked her to. She did not kiss me uninvited. She would not even tell me a fantasy that was made up in her head, for she knew that she might scare me or somehow make me feel pressured to do something. She knew if she asked for something, I might say yes because I was too scared to say no. She wouldn't even tell me what her fantasies were when I asked her to. So it's been three years since we had sex on a regular basis. We've had it maybe a handful of times when we've had enough time for the 17 hours of foreplay I require to get past my traumatic blocks. We call this period of our sex life history the dead fish phase. That's because mommy had to be a dead fish who did not move unless asked to do so. So in a twisted way, I was her dom, except definitely not. But I was in the sense that ordinary people would understand doming to be. One person asking, the other person doing. We're building our own world together, one that we design. And sure, we don't each equally do everything within that world, I said to my mom. But you and dad don't either. You made decisions on how to divide your responsibilities and on how to be there for each other. We're making decisions too. We're just doing it in an unusual way. We're building our own little fantasy world, and mommy's the fairy godmother who comes and blows glitter on my face and sets everything in my life to sparkling. I'm glad that my mom is questioning things. I mean, kind of. Like, I do wish she approved of everything right away. She wouldn't be a mom if she approved of everything right away, said mommy. She should be doubting things. Yes, that. Estrella said the same thing. Una gotita de duda es algo importante en cualquier relación, she said. A drop of doubt is important in any relationship. Just sit down with that doubt, invite it to stay, and discuss its fears over coffee. The holla is in the oven. I'm pretty sure the yeast was a dud. It doesn't seem to be rising enough and the texture is weird. That happens every once in a while for no apparent reason, especially because the yeast is the exact same yeast I've been using. I guess if the same thing happens next week, it's time to buy new yeast. Supposedly it's good until 2024, though, and I've wrapped it tightly and kept it cold, just like the instructions say. Tomorrow is going to be a 
doozy of waiting all day. My assignment doesn't start until 6.45 p.m. or 18.45, as I said in my email, which was written in French. I really hope my grammar was okay. I took about five times longer to write it as I would have if it were in English. The thing is, my colleagues are literally judging me on my language skills. Eek. Anyway, Lynn's working the assignment all day. I was just hired to fill in in the evening, so I'll go early and get the lay of the land. I think I'll also hike up the mountain in the morning so I get some exercise and don't go insane. I'll prep while I walk. The problem is, when I got together with Gavin, I was just giddy with love and overflowing with the fun juice I'd drunk with BDSM and swore up and down how wonderful it was to Mom. And it is wonderful. It was just the Gavin that was the problem. I mean, there are risks inherent in every relationship you undertake, especially one where you're playing with power dynamics. But this time, my heart and logic have the answers. If Mommy left, I'd be sad because she was gone. But I wouldn't be sad because she'd done something bad to me. Yes, you have to be careful with these things. Lucky for me, she's literally the carefulest person I know. And I'm the second carefulest. So there. I hope my mom doesn't give up reading my writing. That's what she did last time. In her defense, my writing was terrible at the time, and the premise for my plot rather flawed. And it was all about BDSM. A flawed, somewhat well-written, badly-done portrayal of BDSM. My poor mother. Okay, ready or not, my mini holla is just about ready to exit the oven, and my steak with chimichurri is ready to go. Time to Shabbat it up. Love, Lorelai.